Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. And welcome. I'm Brett Witterbolt. This is Devious Motives, our second to the last Devious Motives before we get to knowing what the election results are going to be. It is great to be here with you as we have taken this journey uh, for, what, uh, 23, 25 episodes, uh, taking a look at this election that I think is probably one of the most consequential elections in uh, in the entire history of the United States. And I'm serious when I say that. Uh, in many ways, you have a greater likelihood of change happening uh, in an off-year election than I think you do in a presidential election. I know there are going to be historians who will disagree with me on that one. But uh, the purpose of the Congress is to check the executive branch. Uh, That's a fact. And this is an opportunity to check the executive branch, uh, which has, I mean, let's be honest, uh, spent trillions and trillions of dollars giving you an inflation crisis and any number of other things that are out there. So as we sit back and, and we take a look at what it is that we're going to see in the next 24, 48, 72 hours, it's important to understand sort of what the stakes are and how it is that we got here. It's it's interesting to note that you have a current president, the most recent former president, the president before that president and uh, uh, the president before the president before that president. So it's a fancy way of saying the people that have been out there on the campaign trail are Joe Biden, Barack Obama, Donald Trump and Bill Clinton. The Clintons have the highest, highest uh, possible stakes in this entire race next to Joe Biden. And in some ways, I think the Clintons are maybe uh, maybe carrying a a much greater burden than even Joe Biden is because Joe Biden will wake up on Wednesday and will still be president of the United States. Bill and Hillary Clinton, this is really your last hurrah for any kind of relevancy. She's she's not going to run for 2024 if uh, if it appears that she's run out of real estate and run out of energy. And so that's that's the problem. I, I think a Democrat wipeout opens the doorway to the Hillary Clinton wing of the party to, to come in and say, all right, you know what? We tried it this way. It didn't work. We went way too radical. It's not working it, it, in many ways. It's a test of the Obama legacy. And remember, Joe Biden is an extension of the Obama legacy. That's that much is 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 not in dispute. But there are a couple of things that really are not being addressed that I wanted to talk about uh, sort of in this closing kind of look at this election. Um, And one of the things is the intelligence community. Uh, We both well know that uh, in the wake of September the 11th, you saw an explosion in the growth of the presence of the intelligence community in our country. And. You could argue that the intelligence community in our country has affected at least two, maybe three elections since 9-11. And that is not that is not uh, any hyperbole by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, The intelligence community has become insidious and it's politicized. And I don't know how they're going to fix it, but the place you could start with would be oversight uh, starting in, in January. As much as you want to go after Hunter Biden and his deals, that's fine. You can do that. As much as you want to go after 
Um, a couple of other things that the Biden administration is doing, especially uh, gender identity stuff and 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 all that. Uh, you can do that. But the the clear and present danger being represented by uh, a runaway intelligence community is huge and it's massive. And it started under uh, Obama and Biden. And that much is an absolute fact. Uh, you can go back in time. You don't believe me. Go read Lee Smith's piece uh, back in like 2015 in the tablet. Uh, Lee Smith, uh, who has famously been on top of the intelligence issues that are out there. And look, I understand you're going to say, well, inflation, border, climate, d democracy. You want to defend the democracy. Get a, get control of your of your intelligence community that is now run amok, run amok. Uh, people talk about fascism, the intelligence community and former intelligence executives who are now married to large media and big tech companies are, are representing a, quite a risk to the democracy if you wanted to get down to it. But it was Barack Obama who was spying on, remember, Israeli diplomats uh, back in the days when they were fighting over the Iranian nuclear deal, the original Iranian nuclear deal. Remember, it was Barack Obama, then candidate Obama, Senator Obama in 2008, who said he wanted to see a domestic security force as large as the United States military. That's just another way to say I want to boost up and build out the intelligence community. And Joe Biden was right there with him along for the ride. He endorsed, he co-signed all this sort of stuff. Uh, you have, uh, obviously, the meeting that takes place right before uh, Donald Trump is inaugurated, where Susan Rice and Jim Comey and uh, Brennan and Biden himself are all in this meeting trying to figure out how it is they can kneecap Donald Trump, but more importantly, negate, negate through the resistance and uh, Farkas and these people who are involved in this can, can negate your vote for Donald Trump as president of the United States. All of this happened and it's all searchable and it's in the public record. And so I am concerned. I am concerned that whether it was the weird kidnapping plot or, or is, uh, what are they referring to it as? Fednapping. They call it fednapping with Gretchen Whitmer, where they say, hey, they got a bunch of these dirtbags and weirdos together and got them to go try to execute a plot to try to kidnap Gretchen Whitmer. There are people who certainly have questions about the role of intelligence uh, when it came to the January 6th riot on Capitol Hill. Um, you know, what was what was provoked, what was permitted, what went the other way. You know, all these things are questions that are out there that have to be answered. And this is where you get to the rubber meeting the road, because there are people sitting in the Congress right now who may have been parties to all of this. Adam Schiff comes to mind. Eric Swalwell comes to mind. Now, these were people who early on were attempting to make sure that Donald Trump's presidency wasn't just ineffective, but failed, maybe collapsed. I mean, Schiff was on TV uh, so often you thought he was maybe selling pillows. I mean, it's it's really unbelievable to think about all this stuff that went on. James Rosen, very well-regarded Fox reporter, had his phones wiretapped, his parents' phones were wiretapped. If you don't believe what I'm telling you, and you don't have to take it on, on my word, just go on Google, just type in intelligence community spying on Congress. And, and this is an important thing to remember because it was the Obama-Biden administration that did direct the intelligence community to spy on Congress. Why? Because there were a lot of those people who were in opposition to the Iranian nuclear deal. 
and had questions about what we were doing over in Syria with Assad and all this sort of stuff. And so what would happen is the White House, the White House would leak out through preferred reporter sources uh, notions of, of things like, uh, hey, you know, we don't like that uh, uh, Congressman uh, Joe Smith, I'm making up the name, uh, Congressman Joe Smith was uh, was talking to the Israeli uh, ambassador about his concerns about uh, about the Iranian nuclear deal. So they would leak that stuff out and it would create a fear among the Congress. It's why I opened my commentary with what I just did a few moments ago. It's this idea that, okay, we um, we have a Congress that provides oversight for the executive branch, all of the executive branch. We have a Congress that provides oversight on the judicial branch. Now, the president at the executive branch can veto bills from the Congress. Congress has the ability to override a veto, but the president can stop that sort of legislation. President gets to appoint the Supreme Court justices. President gets to uh, do a number of things. But all that oversight has been gone for two years. For two years, it's been gone. And now that oversight has to come back. The Congress on its own can't do much about gas prices and inflation, except to try to rein in the lunatics who have been appointed to these positions of great power that are harming our access to energy. Bring Jennifer Granholm in. Bring De De uh, Deb Haaland in. Uh, bring in uh, the, the Federal Reserve and make them explain what it is they're trying to do. Bring Tony Blinken in. Talk to him. Find out what his plan was in Afghanistan and what his plan is for Ukraine. Tell us what your plan is with North Korea and, uh, of course, the Russians and all this sort of stuff. And for God's sakes, please, please hold these hearings in public. They can't all be in camera. They can't all be uh, uh, confidential hearings where you hide from the people. That's what Schiff and Swalwell did. That's what the genius Maxine Waters and Jerry the Nads Nadler, this is what they did. They did all of this in secret and quiet and didn't want to talk about it. There, there is going to be something happen. Uh, I do believe uh, if Donald Trump announces for the presidency again to run in 2024, and indicators you know, are pointing toward at least, speculating toward at least, uh, a decision coming down in the next uh, couple of weeks. They have said from inside the Department of Justice, man, Merrick Garland, I mean, he is that's your overlord there in the in the Department of Justice. They, they've leaked out information saying that they're going to appoint a special counsel to investigate Trump, which means it'll have unending subpoena power and leak power. And they'll be sitting there, you know, rubbing, rubbing the feet of uh, Joe Scarborough and Nicole Wallace and and the whole staff at MSNBC who will be getting direct leaks. I predict it'll it'll be. Uh, somebody uh, will get that appointment that'll be like Andrew Weissman, who is a loyalist to to Mueller and who is intimately, you know, committed to destroying Trump and, and Trump supporters uh, energy for that guy. But that's all that's all down the road. But I, I want you to understand that intelligence is going to have to be a very important part of this. There's been intelligence failures with the border. There's been intelligence permissions uh, at the border that allow the cartels to operate in the way they're operating right now. I noticed Eric Holder was campaigning just in the last couple of days. Eric Holder is responsible. His policies are responsible for the murder of Brian Terry, who was a Border Patrol agent who would have turned uh, uh, 50, 51 years old. Uh, 
just in this period of time, he was murdered 12 years ago by Mexican drug cartels as part of the gun running plan from Fast and Furious. I mean, these things all matter. They all matter. The crazy environmentalism, that matters. The trans issues, that matters. The abortion fight, that matters. But the only way you're going to have free and fair elections and the only way you're going to protect the democracy is not by co-signing another another Democrat-controlled House and Senate. That will harm it because we don't know the scope of what it is that the Jim Clappers and the John Brennans, um, we don't know about what Vindman and Charamella and that whole crew of people did. We don't, we have no idea. We have no idea why it was Adam Schiff was so hot to trot to impeach Trump on Ukraine as the COVID pandemic was moving towards the United States. And there was never an intelligence committee hearing on COVID from a, from a standpoint of as a national security threat to the United States. I would say we are far weaker now uh, than we were pre-COVID. And I think that's a fair point to make. These are, these are all very, very important things. And so I wanted to kind of raise this. You, you know how you're going to vote and you know what the issues are. We've been tracking them uh, for the better part of, of, you know, of a month and a half. What you don't know is what you need to now do next. And that is to demand accountability from your, your Congress members. I believe that if the House and the Senate go to the Republicans, uh, the, the last remaining big, huge fight during the lame duck session will be uh, the debt ceiling. And I'm hearing rumblings from some people that are really smart saying things like, well, the intention is going to be to raise the debt ceiling to such a high number that there won't be another clash before 2024. You know, you're talking about, do we, do we go to a $100 trillion debt ceiling? Do we go to a $200 trillion debt ceiling? Is any of that possible? Sure it is. Because the people who will be voting on it in that internecine battle that will take place in that lame deck uh, session of House and, and Senate, th th those people are going to be the people who have nothing to lose to vote for that kind of stuff. It's why I've always worried that you'll get like a debt ceiling hike and they'll do an amnesty right out the door on the way out and uh, do Operation Stick It to America. That's that's what I'm concerned about. So we know what these issues are. We know who the candidates are. You know what the factors are. But it's important to remember the hard work begins on Wednesday, Wednesday, because that's how you're going to be able to hold your politicians to account, Republican or Democrat. And that's a, a massively important part of this. Uh, in some ways, we have to grow more suspicious of permanent Washington. And it doesn't mean you hate your country. And it doesn't mean you, you, you hate the system or you hate democracy. It means you're skeptical. Skeptical. If, if you have suspicions about a loved one in your family, a, a husband, a wife, a partner, whatever term is you want to use. Uh, and you keep getting those feelings and you keep getting indications that something's not right. You would be foolish not to look into it. Congress's job is threefold. Back to regular order. No uh, continuing resolutions to fund the government. And oversight. Publicly held oversight. And don't you dare in the Senate 
for the House, if you're Republicans taking over, don't you dare let Chris Ray tell you, well, I've only come in to testify for an hour and a half because I got to get to Saratoga for the races. You grab them, you put them in the seat, and you tell them, listen, we got a vision for this Q&A that we're going to do, and it's going to look a lot more like Hillary after Benghazi, 17 hours or whatever that was, than it is going to be, hey, I got reservations at Nobu in Manhattan, so I got to go. You'll answer your questions given to you by the representatives of the people. This is your final opportunity, ladies and gentlemen. Hold these people to account, the elected and the appointed alike. You know what to do. You know how to vote. You know what you need. Good luck. God bless. And may God protect the United States of America. I'm Brett Witterbull. This is Devious Motives. Hey, it's Brett Witterbull, and I've got a great opportunity for you. If you're a fan of the show, if you listen or watch my videos, I want to invite you personally to join me and my beautiful wife, Sherry, as we take an excursion over to Italy. It's going to happen in June of 2023. So that's this coming June. And we're going to get together with amazing people. We're going to see incredible sights. We're going to land in Rome. We're going to take a a land tour all among the sights of the things that you're going to want to see, including but not limited to uh, Assisi and Venice and Milan. We're going to eat. We're going to laugh. We're going to love. We're going to the Vatican. It's going to be absolutely incredible, but it won't be complete without you. I want to invite you and your loved ones to join us as well. You can get more information at cruise-tour.com. That's cruise-tour.com or give them a call at 800-383-3131. That's 800-383-3131. Arrivederci. I'll see you in Italy.